This is the greatest, song. most classic a, intro ever. Such a I will good, try not to good sing intro song. Yeah. yeah. Oh, baby. I used to go to my buddy's house at lunch every day. We eat lunch and watch the Wonder Years. Really? Yeah, it was awesome. He lived like a couple minutes from the school. That's cool. I think everybody had a crush on Winnie Cooper. Winnie Cooper, man. I'll tell you what. And Josh Saviano, he um he did not turn into. Marilyn Manson. Let's just, I'm, I'm going to cut that room off right now. Didn't happen. Yeah, that's not Mar- He's not Marilyn Manson. Yeah, no, not at all. No. Um, so people, stop that crap. <laughs> <laughs> this is a Dadvocacy podcast. I'm Ryan. I'm Tristan. I'm back, kind of. That was almost backwards. Yeah. Um, I'm like the wheezy kid on Malcolm in the Middle. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get you in a wheelchair. Yeah. Hey, guys. <laughs> I'm going to pull this close. So uh, if you didn't know, I had COVID. He had um, the COVID. Got, got the Rona, the, uh, the Fauci virus. Um, Talk about it. Tell us, uh, what was your experience there? It sucked. Because it sucked. I mean, Dude, you were. It sucked bad. Yeah. Let's be real. Um, I'm still not like, I probably wouldn't even say I'm 60% right now. Dude, I remember when I had it, like it took me, it took me a, a good month to feel about 70%. And then I was at like 85 for a while, like a while. Dude, while. I, I, I did laundry today and got winded. Yeah. Like literally just taking my clothes downstairs, throwing it in the wash, getting the soap in and everything started. I'm like, whew, all right, full day's work. <laughs> like, Dude, me walking upstairs, I'd get winded. And even going to the couch, you know, I mean, the distance is nothing. Yeah. Like I'd wake up, I'd go to the couch and I'd pass out. The one that sucks, like, and it's because I've, I've been on out of quarantine now for over a week. Um, but dude, it was like with the, like being actually hit by the, the either the fallout from the virus, or the virus itself. It was like 17, 18 days. Oh, yeah. And so, I mean, and I'm still dealing with it. Like, I still get brain fog really bad. Um, and, like, obviously, I sound different, but... Um, no, I think you I'm, sound the same. Really? Good. Yeah, you sound, you actually, you sound good. Thanks. Cause I, I think it's your I internal feel, sound is off. I feel like, man, I feel like I'm the, the most winded, like, f- like, fat kid on the planet or something right now. And, but, it, like, COVID, I mean, it's a trip. Like, I, I can work out five days a week and you know, think that I'm doing everything okay, like health wise. Mm -hmm. And I still get just kicked in the freaking nads by COVID. (laughs) And, uh, and so, you know, like, did I ever not take it seriously? No, I think for the most part, everybody I know has taken it pretty seriously. Um, what I, you know, we've talked about kind of ranted a little bit about, I think on the shows, the, the loss of personal freedoms and things like that. We like, Oh, I didn't know that communism was a symptom of COVID. Right. And that, that stuff is where, you know, I had somebody, I put out a Facebook message yesterday. Thank everybody. Cause I'd have been blown up with text messages and DMS and everything from people just saying like, Hey man, just praying for you. Hoping you're healing up. Well, like people have reached out, giving me calls. I haven't talked to in a couple of years just to see how I'm doing. Um, and you know, so just say thank And then, you know, somebody jumps on and like kind of turns it into a tr- their troll moment to have their little soapbox. Like, this is why, you know, like basically chastising me for getting COVID. Yeah. And then mad because I didn't get so sick because I'm conservative and didn't die from it. And then they could have like grandstanded saying like, oh, you know, like and that, it, it pisses me off because it's like, 
we have to be cognizant as a society. This is where social media has turned absolute trash. And I'm glad that I got my reprieve from it. And I almost wish that I would go back and just kind of disappear into the shadows again. Mm -hmm. But dude, it is the, I, when I did check social media, I wouldn't interact with anybody like for 14 days. I just like watched. Oh, dude, I I noticed you didn't post anything and beyond, you know, Hey, I'm alive. Yeah. (laughs) I'm still here. Still here. But, um, (laughs) but like, no, I just watch and it's like how poisonous, um, society has been because of COVID. I think it's, it it feels like that we've been locked away so long that we've created more and more keyboard warriors that have gotten so selfish and so self-centered because they're not interacting with people anymore. We're creating more problems. Yeah. Um, there's so much more fallout of COVID and the vitriol and everybody has to be on a side. Right. And it's like, you know what? There doesn't have to be a freaking side in this matter. The side could be is take care of yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, like don't force somebody into doing something that they don't want to do because they don't trust the research. That's okay. That's their yeah. responsibility to like take care of their own body. But instead, like, why don't we, you know, we're called and I'll take the biblical aspect of this to be good stewards, right? What, are, what is a good steward of, of what we've been given? And if it's our own body, it's sleeping, it's eating right. It's doing all of those things, taking it's your taking vitamins. taking care of yourself. Yeah. I mean, and it's doing the right things, keeping your stress levels low. I think I got COVID so bad because my stress sucks. Mm-hmm. And I just work because I own my own business, like all of these things. It was like this perfect storm to where it's just like, guess what? You're out. Yeah. (laughs) I bet you, I bet your cortisol levels are just through the roof. Oh, I'm sure. And, and you know, it's like, and I deal with other like underlying health issues, like having asthma didn't help. Did you got that? You've got stress with family stuff. I mean, like, and that's, that's going to be there for a while. And, and so, you know, you look at it and it's like, you know, what do we have control over? I don't have control. I didn't have control over when I contracted the coronavirus, right? Mm-hmm. Do I think I know where I maybe picked it up? I have like three ideas. Yeah. All three of them, it doesn't matter, right? I mean, like one of them was my kid's open house at school. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's the, the main culprit that I'm kind of thinking I mean, time-wise. But when, when, you get, <laughs> when you get pneumonia, do you go, hey, I picked it up here and I'm going to blame that person? No. When you get the flu, do you do the same thing? No, but all of a sudden everybody's turning against each other like, oh, you gave so-and-so COVID. Da, 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 da. And it's like, you know, I don't care. Like the one thing I, I will say about all this is, is that, you know, I will give mad props to, to some healthcare workers out there yeah, because they're in, they're in a freaking storm. And, and by in the storm, it's not necessarily the inundation of the actual system itself. Cause that does exist too. Like mm-hmm. there is people fighting this. Like there's oh, yeah. people sick with this in the hospital. Are there the numbers that they say? I don't, I, I mean, I was in the ER for a night. I was one of five patients in the entire ER. Yeah. So like, did I feel overwhelmed and see them overwhelmed? No. Like I got wheeled through twice to get chest x-rays and <laughs> some other stuff. And like, dude, they were just like chilling. Like it looked like any normal Thursday night. Yeah. And, you know, there was nobody in the waiting room stacked up or anything like that. The weird part was when I was dismissed, they literally just put me on the curb. Like, it was the weirdest freaking thing. Like nobody was in the waiting room later. and everything. They're just like, all right, see you later. And like uh, wheeled me outside and left. And I'm like, all right, waiting for my dad to come pick me up. And Dude, that's like, awkward. It was super awkward. <laughs> but um, I went to like urgent care and they were like amazing, like super amazing. Wow. And um, this was after I'd already been out of quarantine, but I was still having like breathing issues and stuff. And so, you know, they, they literally like went through my stuff with a fine tooth comb to see like, well, here, what are you taking? You know, mm-hmm. what could you be taking? Okay, well, here's what we're going to do first. We're going to get you on a different nebulizer, 
We're going to get you on a different steroid. We're going to get you on an antibiotic because of the steroid because it will weaken your immune system. So you want to make sure that you don't get pneumonia. That makes so, like sense. they're doing all these, like these things, like they actually like took the time and like steady handed went through things to make sure that I was taken care of. It was awesome. And I, I didn't get that in the hospital. The hospital was literally lay here. Here's your chest x-ray. All right, let's draw some blood. Okay, let's go get you a chest CT scan. Okay, it's all negative. Have a nice night. You know, like wouldn't even give me wow. a drink. Wouldn't even give me a drink of water. And, and and that's not me ragging on the hospital. That's just the system. It is. That's just how it is. And, and so you can do. Yeah, there's nothing they can. Ex- there's no nothing above <clears throat> and beyond an extra that they could do for me. Yeah. And so and then there was nothing I was really asking for. It was like I was having issues with like my blood pressure. And then it was like, I couldn't catch my breath. So like they were worried about a pulmonary embolism, which was a side effect yeah. of one of the treatments that I had. Mm-hmm. And so I, which I had the, the monoclonal antibody treatment, yep. um, which is called Regeneron, which if you have the opportunity to get it when you have COVID, do it. Like pff, it shortens your symptom period by, by days. I mean, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty crazy. Um, but the side effect for me that I was worried about was the one that ended up happening. Cause like my ends, my, D, they call it D-dimer uh, enzyme was super elevated. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't know that a side effect of that was because I hadn't eaten in like six days. <laughs> so That makes sense. Yeah. So it's my, my sodium had crashed. My D-dimer had like gone through the roof. So they're like, oh yeah, yeah it looks like you have a blood clot. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, but I didn't, which was good. So, um, but in all of this, like getting sick and being down and out, like people are like, oh man, you're close to death's doorstep, you know? And some people are saying like, nah. I don't think I was close to death's doorstep. I was just really freaking sick. Like I've mm-hmm. been at death's doorstep. I've had that moment. I wasn't that. I wasn't there. Yeah. I mean, when I had a blood infection in high school. Oh, that's odd, dude. That's awful. Yeah. I mean, I had a, I literally had a 106 fever for a week. I had a 105 for three days and like literally just laid in the couch and sweat. It was awful. Yeah. I mean, I were, I had boils. Holy crap. Where like my skin would just literally rupture at random times. Ugh. And, uh, and so I've got the this, plague dead. Yeah, no, this was like, and it was after a surgery in high school, after one of my knee surgeries and, uh, I wasn't there. So like, I kept reminding myself, I'm like, this isn't, this is not beta strep. This is not that blood infection. So here's, here's one of the things we're weaker as society. Oh, for sure. I mean, like literally go out to anywhere and listen <coughs> to people complain and they complain about the most minor inconvenience as if it's life or death. And it's like, Dude, haven't you guys gotten sick before? Haven't you ever experienced any real discomfort now? And we're told to be so scared of this virus. Oh, yeah. Which it it sucks. Like, Mm -hmm. I'll be honest. Like, is there anxiety from it now? Probably. Yeah, absolutely. But we're told, like, that if you get it, it's like a death sentence. Like, everybody, and it's not. Yeah. The percentage is like, I mean, I can't, bringing levity was like, you know, when my my son was in quarantine and with his mom, Mm -hmm. and, you know, she was worried about him getting it from me. I had to remind her, I'm like, you know, he got stung by a bee. Like the second day of quarantine for him, he got stung by a bee. She's worried about him testing positive, all that stuff. I go, let me put some levity in this situation. He is 300 times more likely to end up in the hospital from that bee sting than he is from COVID. Yeah. Facts. Hard Mm -hmm. facts. I was like, so just take a deep breath. Relax a little bit. Getting anybody stressed out is all it's going to do is make people sicker if they get sick. Mm Mm-hmm. But I was like, he's going to be fine. And they were, they both were negative. Like they went through their quarantine period and they're fine. But like, <coughs> see, see, no, you're um, right. 
You got to get it out somehow. Yeah. We're okay. No, and it's, but it's like that dry popcorn fart cough. I know. I hate it that. It freaking sucks, dude. That's why I love the tonic <laughs> it's water. It's so unproductive. <laughs> it's like, it's the most frustrating thing. Cause you get like a 10, 15 second cough attack and it's like, nothing comes out and you're like, can I just stop? Already? Well, you know, what's worse though is like, um, like right now it's September. <coughs> this is season. cough and cold season. Yeah. And it literally is. So my kid came home sick. He was coughing and I'm like, dude, it sounds like you got a cold from somebody. Okay, but you know, like they're going to go overboard. Yeah, I got to get my COVID test. I started getting a little tingle in my throat. And I'm like, oh, nope. So I'm, dude, I'm, I'm drinking tonic water because I love it. And it always, it yep. seems like it always fixes it. Yeah. No matter no, what. Well, there's, there's a lot to be said about it when you take your vitamins mm-hmm. and you drink tonic water. Yeah. Um, but yeah, with the whole COVID, I mean, like, I guess the- But you're here. I'm here, yeah. And you know, like the, the cool part is the amount of support behind me was like unbelievable. Yeah. People just like, hey, can I bring anything? Like, I don't care what it is. And your dad stayed with you for like four days, right? Seven. Oh gosh, seven. Okay. Yeah. My he's dad spent a, an entire cool week. Spent an entire week with me. He is a cool guy. Um, yeah, you check it out. I finally yeah, he's him. actually, I, he didn't need me there. I think I was more moral support and just hanging out and have a good conversation, but it was yeah. awesome meeting your dad. Yeah. And uh, he, I really he enjoy still talking to me. He's like, oh, I like that Tristan guy. I'm glad, <laughs> I'm glad you're friends with him. And so. Yeah, no, he was, he was super cool. <clears throat> no, he's pretty handy. I just kind of knew that he needed he was just stressed out from me being sick and stuff. And so, yeah. and he was tired. And I think that like having the extra eyes and we had great conversation and stuff. So it was, it was yeah. fun. Um, his, it, it sounds like his background matches like that of, you know, kind of how I grew up, which is kind of cool. So we talked all sorts of stuff. It was really cool. Really yeah. neat. Um, so let's, we, we, but your life, that, that's what matters. Ryan's here. Yeah. I'm a back. He's good. Ish. We're all thankful for the support and the prayers and the love and everything there. Yeah. No, I mean, I can't Mm -hmm. say from the bottom of my heart, like without getting emotional about like how much relationships mean, especially when you're like, when you're locked up for that. Yeah. And it's just like, it's your mind starts. (laughs) Yeah. Your mind starts going places. Mm -hmm. And that was like the thing keeping me like, you know, one of my buddies, it's just like kind of, he's been my best friend forever. Yeah. Um, Just messaging me like, talking crap about like the Mariners or something like just to get my mind off of it. Awesome. Yeah. It was great. It was like just a chance to like, you know, somebody would bring a a window of normalcy for like five, even though I felt like total crap, you know, somebody Mm -hmm. like I lost 23 pounds through this and that's that, uh, that's that cocaine diet. (laughs) Seriously, (laughs) Starve yourself. (laughs) See how it works out for you. So cool thing. I mean, we're glad you're back and all that. We, we played the one year's intro. Yeah. Um, and, and I did that for a reason and that's because the new Wonder Years TV show just premiered, which I've seen um, a ton of previews for. Yeah. Uh, and it's, so obviously is Wonder it, Years is probably the single greatest. Is it greatest. directed by Don Cheadle too, or is it just narrated by him? Uh, I don't, I don't know, honestly. Um, but uh, all the kids growing up back when I did, of course, and you also, we all watched Wonder Years. And if you yeah. haven't watched it with your kids, it's fantastic, right? That's savage. Yeah. And it, it's brilliant because it's like, what seven seasons, I think six or seven seasons. You grow up with him. Yeah. You literally grew up with these people. It's great. Um, but there's a new one out. It's on Hulu. If you don't have it, it's on ABC also. Um, and it follows a black family that starts in 1968. So the year that Martin Luther King got shot. Huh. And I watched the first episode because, you know, I'm going into it going, man, you can't redo the wonder years, you know, thinking they're redoing it yeah. and thinking they're trying to make it all PC and stuff. And I'm like, you can't do this. You can't ruin the greatest show almost ever written. Really, that's what I'm yeah, thinking. Yeah, you can't stomp on it. It's like, we can rewrite the Declaration yeah. of Independence. And, yeah. and that's, that's the whole thing I'm thinking. I'm like, oh, it's stupid. Why are they doing this? And then I step back and I go, you know what? Yeah, there was another side of the tracks back then. Yes, there was. There were two sides. 
And it's cool that someone's picking up that, that mantle oh. and going, this is what it was like for a black family back then. And it's actually, dude, it's heartwarming and fun. I, I grew up around a lot of black people and I've got a ton of black friends. So like watching it, I was like, dude, I recognize that. And some of the trash talk, I'm like, heck yeah. Um, and, and one thing was kind of profound and it was that it's not like everybody hates Chris. Cause no, I love that. Yeah. I love that show. <laughs> it's, too. it's not, that's a great show also. <laughs> but, but at one point the kid goes, he goes, I could never understand why people would get angry and want to break their own stuff or destroy their own stuff. Right. Yeah. And I'm thinking like, I'm, I'm kind of going, okay, well that's kind of like the BLM movement where they did like burn things down. Right. Yeah. And then he goes off and he sees the girl he likes kissing his best friend. And he goes, in that moment, I understood it. And he goes and throws a rock, right? And I was like, dude, this is actually, I'm kind of excited to watch more. The first episode of anything sucks typically. Yeah. Right? But it was just enough, just like the original one two years to go, yeah, I want to see more. Let's see where, let's see where this goes. Well, it's, it's amazing is that in that time period, like the relevancy of like, I guess transcends time. Like we, yeah. we, we grew up in a different generation than even Fred Savage's character did in the wonder years, mm-hmm. but we still like had so many of those same experiences, experiences yeah. of our own. Yeah. Yeah. And that, and that's why we liked it so much. I mean, it's, it's phenomenal. So I think it's going to be good TV. Um, I, I saw a stat of um, something yesterday, you know, it was this morning and I'm like, Holy crap. So my, one of my favorite movies is dazed and confused, right? Okay. Yeah. The movie came out in 1993. Mm-hmm. 93 or 94. Um, in that time period from when it was based in 1972, 73 yep. to where it came out would be the equivalent of the class of 2005 having a dazed and confused come out now. And I'm like, holy crap, man, I graduated in 03. That's crazy. I'm like dazed and confused. I'm like, I can have the movie dazed and confused written about my graduating class. That's crazy. Yeah, but nothing cool happened. They didn't paddle anybody. They didn't do anything oh, stupid. The, you know, like, all my friends went to freaking Iraq. Like that's like, what happened with mine. And that'd be, so <laughs> it, it'd be more like the equivalent of almost the original Wonder Years, where, yeah. where immediately Winnie Cooper's brother goes off to Vietnam. Vietnam. Yeah. Crazy. That's crazy. Yeah. So I thought about like, it's like, man, could they make it like a movie about like my generation, like my high school years? That'd be cool. It'd be a weird. I don't know. Really kind of depressing too. So speaking about back in time, um, I mean, I'm I'm a little older than you, but I grew up with Saturday morning cartoons. Yeah. Right. So I I think a lot of people did. did, Kids now don't, they don't understand. No, they don't understand Doug. Well, I mean, even before that, yeah, I know you had like, I love Looney Tunes. Smurfs was new when it came out when I was a kid. I loved the Looney Tunes, man. I was classics. Oh yeah. But like kids now have like all day long channels that are cartoons. Yeah. All day long. We didn't, I didn't have that. It was like, Saturday morning, if you were Seventh-day Adventist or anybody that actually like worshipped on the Sabbath, the actual Sabbath, you missed it. Now, if you missed it, you had a great potluck after church, which is a bomb. And I love those. We went to a church that was at first, and then we stopped, and I realized that there were Saturday morning cartoons. Life was over. You're like, what? Best thing ever. Robbed of everything forever. Cereal and Saturday morning cartoons rule. But I found this. Um, like G.I. Joe. Oh, so good. I found this on TikTok, right? Okay. And uh, it's like Morgan Bartell, at Morgan Bartell on TikTok. And this is just brilliant because it totally captures all of that. Let's see here. Dad, why do you keep going on about the Saturday morning cartoons? Speak not ill of the dead, Johnny. <laughs> they were a song of a different time. 
Your generation will never know. It was long before streaming services, Johnny. You had to be awake at 6.30 <coughs> in your right. pajamas with a bowl of cereal. Yes, you oh, the thing Captain Crunch of Crunch Berries. Johnny. Morality. Friendship. Love. <sighs> but you couldn't binge it, Johnny. Imagine that. A single episode every week. <laughs> you would never know that. And the theme songs, Johnny. Alone in the world with a little cat dog. Want to be the very best. Johnny, where are you going? Come back and listen to Grandpa's nonsense. Dude, how amazing is that? Dude, tailspin. I mean, how many of those, like, dude, you start going through and you're like, dang. Yeah, what a great, that was the greatest generation. We, (laughs) it was so phenomenal, like so phenomenal. Just kids don't know about having to worry about commercials. No. Hell, they they don't even know about like listening to radio and waiting for your favorite song to come on and missing it because you took a leak and then having to listen to the the radio all day long again to try and find it or even to record it off the radio. Yeah. You had like be Johnny on the spot, like hit it without getting any of the, like the DJ, but you get it before the like song gets too far in the intro. Even then sometimes it wouldn't intro it, you know, they would just start playing it and you have to recognize your song in the first like two notes and go like, that's it. And press the buttons. Yeah. Record and play at the same time. Record and play at the same time. Kids will never know. And if you had a crappy tape that you didn't like, you just tape over little spots on the top of it so it would actually start recording. Dude. <laughs> um, or when you get the generation of when we first got like Napster and LimeWire. Oh my gosh. You gave your computer AIDS. Like how many times you're trying to and download, you download like, a porn and, on accident and trying to get to enter Sandman on your like, computer and you end up giving it AIDS. I don't like, know how many times I tried to download a song and it was like, whatever entire album. I'm like, sweet entire album. And I download it and press play and it'd be like porn. And I'm like, what just happened? I didn't want this. And now you've got like 9,000 pop-ups that you're trying to close <laughs> like constantly. Oh my gosh. LimeWire. It was <laughs> oh, dude, it was tough. It was rough being a kid yeah. our age. It was, it was crazy. Dude, seriously. Burn the sick, sickest album ever. And then you get like the one, like once in a while, they get the scrambled songs, like we would give mm-hmm. you the first 30 seconds. And then the rest of the song would just be. Yep. And like, ah. And, and you don't listen the first like 15 seconds ago. Yeah, I'm going to put that on a CD. Yeah. And then you play in your car as loud as you can. Oh, and then it destroys just your destroys ears. destroys your sound system if you had a sub. Oh, oh my dude. gosh. Yeah. Oh. That was tough back the, then. And they were like, even you had to wait for internet to show up on a disc mm-hmm. in the mail. Like, oh. my internet came in the mail. Yep. <laughs> Let's get it going. The AOL days back then. It's like, hey, did you know that my computer used to scream at me when I tried to connect to the internet? <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it great? Isn't um, it great? It's childhood things, right? Childhood things, dude. Things that we didn't ask for. Th- yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and I don't know how many people got emotional over this, but dude, I feel like we're going to play this. Um, Quiet. Go we had two minutes of this. If you guys haven't heard this yet. I want to punch him. Um, <laughs> Ryan was really let down by this. I'll talk conspiracy afterwards, but here we go. This is great. Military psyop. Hi. He's a plant. You got a second? Not for you. Okay. 
That's you remember Steve. how when we were younger we used to um, yeah. run around and hang out with Blue and find clues and talk to Mr. Salt and freak out and annoy the crap out of everybody. Stuff. And then yeah. one day I was like, oh, hey, guess what? Big news. I'm leaving. Uh, this is my brother Joe. He's your new best friend. And then I got on a bus and I left. <laughs> and we didn't see each other for like a really long time. Can we just talk about that? No. <laughs> Great. Because I, I realized that, that that was kind of abrupt. Nobody cares. Um, I just kind of got up and went wow, to college. Right. <laughs> and uh, Be sensitive. that was really... It's called know, growing up, Steve. Way, but People do it. It happens. Because I got to use my mind and take a step at a time. And now I literally am doing many of the things that I wanted to do. It's a lie. You still write songs on PBS you, Kids. And look at all you have done and all <laughs> you have accomplished in all that time. And it just it's just so amazing. Right? I mean, we started out with clues, and now it's what? Student loans and um, jobs and families. Oh my gosh. Has been kind of hard. You know? I know you know. And I wanted to tell you that I, I really couldn't have done all of that without your help. And in fact, I didn't all the help all. that you helped me with when we were younger is still helping me clues. today, right now, and that's super cool. No, I guess not. I just wanted to no, say not, that after all these years, I never forgot you, ever. Creep. And I'm super glad we're still friends. Right. I, Thanks for this. I had forgot about you, Steve. You look great, by the way. Man, it's called COVID. I lost 23 pounds. Thank you. So, <laughs> okay, so... So we got Steve from Blue's Clues coming back at us, right? Um, Steve left for like 20 years, yeah. right? And some people think that he was actually running a military op. <laughs> that would be epic. Like, I, I want to go with that. Conspiracies. But I want to go with that because I don't want to think that Steve was like, Blue's Clues sucks, I'm out, I'm going to college, peace. Uh, that's pretty much what happened, though. That's kind of how I feel also. Or what really happened? Because I feel like Steve was on there. Because I, I did see a couple shows where Steve was like, he's there, and then he was gone. Like, instant. Part of the cabal. I, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> like, he doesn't look like he aged at all. He's been eating. He looks really young still. He's, well, he's, he, he kind of is. Living on adrenochrome. He's in his 30s. Is he? Yeah. Probably early 40s, maybe. Maybe. I He's like my age. Really? No way. Blue's Clues? Look it up. And why didn't he keep doing it? Like, was he not making enough money? I feel like that show's probably breaking in the... It wasn't PBS, all right? <coughs> no, it was on Nickelodeon. Oh, was it? Oh, yeah. He's probably... Yeah. He was probably... Well, I don't know that. It went into syndication. So, I mean, like, dude, it played for freaking ever. I, I assume he had to have made some decent money at that. And he was, like, recording songs for PBS kids, like, doing little sing-alongs with Steve. Yeah. Like, That's so I weird. know those because they show up because I'll have to watch them. Why would you just? Why would you just drop that? Like, I mean, I, why do you just like? Why now? That's the question I have. Why now? Yeah. Why are you back? Like, what do you want from us? Are you trying to? Maybe he's doing a new show. Maybe or maybe they're going to try to use him for uh, some more promotional stuff. I think they're going to create booze clues where Steve is drunk the entire time, booze and cruise. yelling at you. And he's trying to fix an engine, and he's treating you like a dad and their child. Well, you can't hold the flashlight right, but he's been drinking all <laughs> Give day, Give me the 10-millimeter socket, you idiot. <laughs> right? Yeah. It's booze clues with Steve. 
Close with Steve. That'd be great. Like, whatever happened to Blue? Like, did he get put down? Oh, gosh. That's Blue. What, that's the real answer, Steve. Blue? What'd you do with Blue? You, would, you abandoned your dog. Blue got the vaccine, and now he's the big red dog. <laughs> no? <laughs> Clifford? Speaking of, they're making a, a real-life Clifford show, movie. Interesting. Ooh, ooh, no. Bigger? What do you got? Bigger. Okay. Did you see the cast, the voice cast for the new Mario movie that's going to come out? No. They're going to make an animated Mario movie? What? Oh, boy. I'm stoked about this. Interesting. Dude. Did you know they're um, doing a new, um, they're, they're recasting for the Lost Boys. Really? You know, the vampire movie back in the day? Uh-huh. And so um, this, Mario, this Mario cast. Okay, sorry. Yeah, tell me about Mario cast. Um, Mario. Van Peebles. Not Mario Van Peebles. The voice of Mario will be Chris Pratt. What? Okay. <laughs> Guess who's Luigi? Who? Charlie Day. What the heck is going Charlie on? Charlie from uh, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Um, Bowser is Jack Black. Interesting. Which I think is actually pretty cool. Yeah, I think that'd be fun. Toad is Keegan-Michael Key. Okay. Uh, yeah. I can see that, right? I love, I love him. Yeah. Um, gosh, there's a bunch of other ones. But you got to look it up because I'm like freaking going total. Okay, this might be totally fun them. then. It could be a totally Dude, fun movie. Um, try and track down the trailer. We'll play it on the next episode. Okay. Yeah, we'll do that. Let's add it there. So I want to make an ad plug here um, only because patriotmen.com, the soap, I have to say there's three people in my house that shower regularly, at least four. I got my right? dad. I got my dad a believer now. Oh, good. Patriot soap. So four. When, when did, when did I get my Patriot soap? Over a month ago? Easily. Yeah, easy. Right. And we've got lots of showering happening, kids, all that stuff. Right. Um, I finally got done with, uh, what is it? What was I using? Which one? Squatch. No, squ- oh. I won't even touch Squatch. Oh, okay. Sorry. That was the one that sorry, like, I was, finally got you away from. Yeah, You're welcome. Squatch was garbage. I'm sorry, <laughs> Squatch. I just put that out there. Like you just, the product wasn't good. <laughs> anyway. So I just finished, um, one bar, literally one bar out of, and it's been that long, right? Did you use bad decisions? Is that the one you were using? No, I was using bad decisions and the other, the other minty one. The oh, zero dark 30. Yeah. Zero dark 30. That 30 thank bomb. you. Yeah. They're, and they're both amazing, right? So, so is the angry Charlie. So we finally, which went, is on the website now, by the way. Oh, good, good. Yeah. That one's, I'm using that right now, actually. So good. But we finally went through two bars because, you know, everybody's drink, everybody's doing it. I used the last literally paper thin sliver of Zero Dark 30 the other day. And it didn't just break off and drop on the floor. It literally kept washing me and then rinse clean again. Like, and I used it to shave with. So like, the reason most people get razor bumps is because when they shave, they actually put too much shaving cream on it. And it forces the hairs or the dirt and stuff back into their pores. They get razor bumps. You're supposed to use just a little bit, just enough to smooth you. So I've been using soap because it works better. Yeah. Right. I used uh, Patriot mint soap, put it on dude was really, really smooth and nice. Shaved it through. Perfect. Nothing rinsed out. Amazing. I told you about the beard oil. Yeah. Oh dude, the beard oil is nice. The beard oil is I don't amazing. even have a beard right now. I'm just trimmed up a little bit. You guys can't see it's it. It's super soft, man. It's, it's it is delicious. awesome. Yeah. It's the, uh, yeah. the hipster repellent. It's, it's delightful. Yeah, no, I totally um, like it. But yeah, Justin, Justin hooked us up with some more product to, uh, to give away. So yeah. we've, uh, we've got some, some soaps we want to give to some of our friends of the show and mm-hmm. uh, keep eyes peeled to our Facebook page. We'll do another, another giveaway. We're going to give out some more stuff to our, our buddy Keith. 
not Keith Bell, but uh, Keith Peterson. Keith Peterson, yeah. Yeah, congrats. He doesn't even know yet. So congrats, yeah. Keith. Yeah, congrats, You just Keith. found out, buddy. Yeah, I found out. You got some free stuff <laughs> coming uh, coming our way from patriotmen.com. It's um, going to be good stuff there. Yeah, but uh, great products. They've also got like some cool like hats and um, shot glasses and things like that, too. On That's going to be sweet. Too. So um, make sure to go over there at the website, patriotmen.com. Hit that up. Get an order. Um, man, I'm telling you, presents. Christmas is coming up sooner than later. Excellent. Excellent stocking stuffers for guys. I'm not kidding you. They are freaking amazing products. Um, Patriot, they're locally owned, veteran owned, made in North Idaho, all like honest products, like legit stuff. So check and them out. Good people there. Oh, absolutely. I had my sister try it while she was here. Oh, she loved it. Sweet. She was like, it, it actually rinsed off my hands. There's no film people. Like, no, I, I can't say this enough because <laughs> even if, even if, even if Patriot wasn't with us or helping us out at all um, by giving us product, like, I would buy this stuff. Seriously. It is so yeah. good. It's not even funny. I found it before I even like knew that he liked our show. Yeah. And I was like, and we both bought it. I mean, it yeah. was, it's so good. That's good stuff. And their beard, their beard products are amazing. If you've got in the hand, hand combat cream. Um, I know that you used it to brighten up your tattoos with it even, which has been yeah. pretty cool. So, I mean, it, yeah, I, I love it. So patreon.com hit them up and share, uh, share our podcast, share the Facebook page, do all that fun stuff. Get us out there. Help us out a little bit. Um, and then we'll look through all the shares and stuff and just randomly pick people to go, Hey, here's a product. Enjoy it. Yeah. So I'm a nerd. Yeah, I am. I like nerdy things. Sure. Uh, so I was, I was watching star Trek. I think the I, old I lend to the jock side of things, which whatever. I'm, I'm all of the above, but, but I'm I, a dork I, I too. I'm also a musician. Loving nerds. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love all that stuff. So like, I, I like to watch animes and cartoons and I flip and love watching cartoons. I don't know why. I'm just who I am. <laughs> Um, but I was watching Star Trek, um, and Undiscovered Country was like the last Star Trek of the original crew, right? And I feel like it's the most underrated one. It's where like Captain Kirk gets accused of murdering somebody and did not doing enough stuff, and so they put him off in this clone, this island, this not island, but a planet where it's a, just a criminal planet or whatever. But in the end of the movie, it's like the greatest line ever to come out of Star Trek. So I'm going to play for everybody, and. Give us your thoughts, but this this is just brilliant. I flippin' love this. Here you go. My God, that's a big ship. Not so big as her captain, I think. So? That's what she said. This is goodbye. I think it's about time we got underway ourselves. Captain, I have orders from Starfleet Command. We're to put back to space dock immediately to be decommissioned. That's sad. Make it so. Make it so is a next generation thing. I know. They're looking at each other and at people. Like they're Scotty. Checks out Spock. If I were human, I believe my response would be go to hell. (laughs) Yes, Mr. Spock. If I were human. If I were human. Now wait for it. Course heading, Captain. This is great. Second start of the ride. And straight on till morning. Oh, Peter Pan. Peter Pan reference. Peter Pan reference? (laughs) Tell me that's not amazing. (laughs) Peter Pan. Go to Neverland. (laughs) That's incredible. I'm just, I I had to play that because most people miss that part. They're like, oh, it's over, whatever, you know, like you get Scott or Spock acting like a human. 
And then you get a Peter Pan reference. Because <laughs> they never want to, they don't ever want to grow old. I don't know. Maybe the, they become the Lost Boys? Maybe they are the Space Lost Boys. So is Captain Kirk Peter Pan. Hmm. 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 Or is Spock. Nope. Captain Kirk. Captain Kirk. Captain Kirk. Would have to be. Or does <laughs> Captain Kirk become Captain Hook? Ooh. Plot twist. Yeah. <laughs> he gets angry. Angry, angry. Anyways. Um. Sorry. That was just random. It just it, it, it hit me and I was like, this Dude, is- Dude, we haven't done an episode in three weeks. Give us a break. Yeah. <laughs> so-, so can you guess, Ryan, <coughs> a talk radio personality- and, and this, this is about the vaccine. I'm sorry, people. It's just, it's one thing I want to say real fast, craziness. But I, I couldn't, when I heard it, I was like, there's no way. Talk radio personality said F their freedom. Not yeah, F, it's probably Howard said, Stern. Yeah. Yeah, screw that guy. And I mean, like, he was, he was the guy that, that was like, screw everything. I, know. I don't want to be part of anything that's, that's mainstream. Screw everybody. Now he's saying this. And I'm like, dude, did you just drink the Kool-Aid? What happened? Yeah, yeah he did. Why aren't you Howard Stern anymore? Because people get old and stupid. I don't know. Like, yeah. I don't get it. You know, I mean, I know uh, Arnold said it, and well, Arnold's from from freaking the CCCP. Yeah, right. If if you guys don't know, that's that's Russia back in the day. The, well, he was from S- Switzerland technically, but yeah, yeah, but he was in the Russian army. Yeah, I know. Yeah, and that's when he started bodybuilding. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. So I just I, I mean, that really bothered me because I was like, I expect more from Howard to go. You know what, Howard always stood for individual freedoms and he always broke all of the rules. And I'm like, Austria, then, sorry. He was from Austria. Austria, Austria. Austria. Yeah. Sorry. But now in, yeah. we just, now we have that. So yeah. Um, you know, I kind of said it in my beginning diatribe, I guess, but like we can't be forcing anything on anybody that like they don't want, even if you think it's in the public mind of it being for everybody's quote unquote best interest. Um, we get into a slip, slippery slope. Yeah. Could you imagine if, if we were mandating um, healthy foods and healthy diets? Yeah, let's They like, were coming house to house going, no, ban, you have to eat this. Ban McDonald's. We're throwing away all of your candy. We're throwing away all of this stuff. And you ban, have to yeah. eat only these certain things. Yeah. Because yeah. that's what it is. That would actually make us a much healthier planet and a much healthier would. place. But um, that would remove the ability for people to decide for themselves what to do, right? And, you know, it's like how many, we haven't gotten rid of cigarettes Oh, dude. I mean, come on. Like it's, we haven't stopped heart disease or cigarettes or, or cancer or anything. Like that. I mean, let, let's. Yeah. And then so focus. we want to like focus on, oh, well, just get the dang shot. Blah, 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 blah. There's more to it than that, right? Like there's people that generally do have underlying conditions. That, that can't. Like now that I've had that antibody treatment, I, can't, I will literally, if I get the shot within the next nine months, could die. Mm-hmm. Because of my body, the levels of antibodies that have been produced and also ad- additionally added to it would cause anaphylaxis. Yeah. And they were, I was specifically told, do not get the vaccine for up to nine months. Let, let's talk about the people that actually went through it, like me, that never had the shot, that now has natural immunity. Yeah, and I mean... I, I, I mean, people are like, well, we don't know how long it's going to last. Well, I had, I had antibodies before, too. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it was just like my doctor said. He was like, the viral loads are so high guess what? It's a different strain. It just happens. Your body happens. Your body reacts. Well, I mean, also you got to think about when, when we talk <coughs> about stress levels and cortisol levels, one of the biggest things that makes you someone who will pick up a viral anything is the amount of stress you have. Mm-hmm. If you have so much underlying stress, 
you don't realize that you've already knocked down all of your natural immunity. And on top, you were working out at the same time, which is not a benefit to it either, but you were feeling... And I was wasn't your, sleeping the best. Like yeah. I, my sleep habits were... There's a million things that yeah. were actually lined up so that you wouldn't get, or that, so that you would get it. Yeah. There's other people out there that don't have those stresses, that feeling good or happy, working out, doing all the right things, and they're, they're not going to get it. It's just yeah. how it is. I know somebody that got COVID that was like dealing with cancer treatment. Oh my gosh. And they, they were fine. Oh, real? Wow. Yeah. Like they're, that's amazing. I mean, it was just like, okay, yeah, I got sick, but like I didn't, they didn't end up intubated or anything mm. like that. That's good. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's it was, different it for was everybody. Me, I, it like, really is different. When I was in there um, getting the, the antibody treatment, just talking to people, it was, it was kind of interesting, like to meet some of the other people that decided to get that shot too, or the, the series of shots um, that come with through the Generon treatment, um, which the treatment itself is pretty, it's unbelievable that it exists already. Yeah. Because um, it is natural antibodies, like being mm-hmm. introduced to fight that specific strain. And how many of them, like what those people were doing for treatment for themselves already. And so many of them were on ivermectin. And all of them had been taking like vitamins, like, hey, when did you first feel symptoms? Like, you know, one of them was like a 19-year-old kid that was in there getting it too. And, you know, it was like, oh, we're just living life and that's sick. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and but the thing is like all of everybody, I guarantee everybody that went through there is fine. Like they stayed out of the hospital. And yeah, so, I mean, you want to force something on people and take away rights and freedoms and, or, you know, restrict rules or like going to a freaking restaurant or work or whatever. Like that's not freedom. Right. What is is that incoming call? Yeah. That was not (laughs) supposed to be connected. (laughs) So, yeah, I mean like that's, that's my uh, the rant we talk about. Like we keep coming back to this. You know, one thing that, that bugs me, and I did. Yeah, I know it's on our list of, of our show notes. Um, but I did obviously been watching a little bit of TV just because I really haven't been able to do much. Um, but it is like it's becoming more and more blaring is the mistreatment of men from women and the fact that it's been like justified. Yeah. Like, oh, you, we went through all these years of misogyny. Well, now it's okay because we're going to get our up and comings now against guys. And, you know, and, and I've seen posts about it where people are like, hey, you know what? Men need to stop doing this and this and this and this. And, and, and they're saying these, the, the Gabby Petito, is that, I think yeah. it was saying, was bringing light to that. And I, I'm like, I'm like, no, we, we can't just go, men need to stop doing this and this and this. How many times have I seen on social media? where a woman lashes out and just smacks the crap out of a guy and he stands there and takes it because he knows that if he tries to do anything, it's on him. Yeah. Why are we not teaching each other to be better? Yeah. It doesn't matter what gender you are. Like if you're male or female, treat each other with respect. Like where's that gone? Where's that gone? And I I saw a great clip today. um, And it was kind of a mashup of um, Morgan Freeman talking and, um, I want to say it was Michael B. Jordan and there's a couple other people that we're talking to. Um, gosh, Denzel Washington too. Nice. They were talking about, um, you know, all the things in their lifetime, like everybody wants them to be like, think that they're subject to racism mm-hmm. and they're like, no, I'm not like, I'm, I'm kind of the anti that. And another one was, um, there was a rapper 
that was, was actually talking to. And, you know, it's like, they look at it and it's like, well, you know, I had this, I became who I am and I was in the same arena from the ages of zero to 14 as all these other people that have ended up in the system. Right. Yeah. It was like, what was the difference that we had? It was dads. You know, I didn't end up in prison because I didn't, I'm pretty sure because I had a dad at mm-hmm. home. Well, and, and they also say that the ones that even when the dad was in there, they had a strong male, male role model, model that stepped in as that, yeah, as that an role. uncle, a grandfather, whatever. Mm-hmm. And it, it, your likelihood, it's, it was like, and Obama talked about it to where it was like 20 times less likely to end up in prison if you have a dad or a male at home. Yep. You know, it was like, you're five times less likely to be poor. You're, it's, it, I mean, like the statistics are overwhelming, but I mean, to like, to, so to go into this diatribe, like misogyny now and like reversing it to where, what, what's the term for women being misogynist against men now? It's misogyny <laughs> with an A. Yeah. Misogyny. Something like that. Yeah. yeah. I think is what it is. And so it's like, you know, the Gabby Petito thing is is one I think kind of blown up instance because we're in a new cycle that it like doesn't need the attention that it receives. You know, somebody ultimately died, which is terrible, right? Yeah. You know, a young woman lost her life because of you know, and I, I would, more than anything on this, I think it should bring light to to uh, narcissistic. Sorry, misandry, misandry, sorry, misandry, yeah. What, what I think the Gabby Petito thing should show more is like narcissism, narcissistic abuse. Yeah. Well, I mean, we, we need to be more aware of, of uh, how people act more so, you yeah. know, and, and how to see through underlying issues. It, the issue again is that everybody likes avoiding red flags. Yeah. They really like it. And they go, oh no, he's okay. He's this, he's whatever. I don't want to break up with him because my CDs are in his truck. Like something, there's always something there because it's like, it's like we undervalue ourselves so much that we're willing to accept this crap because we don't want to be alone. And, you know, and it's like, and, but they're also so willing to put themselves out there as a quote unquote influencer to make everything look so great. Well, that's when, because that's how they're getting their value now. Yeah. And that's, and that's the thing is like, but was things really that great? I mean, now let's look at it now that we know the end of the story. I feel like honestly that if she would have come out and said, this is what's happening and I'm leaving him because I want to be that role model for you guys. This is what I put up with. This is what I dealt yeah. with. I'm no longer there. You could she would have had more followers. Absolutely. She would have changed lives, yeah. you know? And, you know, it's, I mean, it's part of like how we have this story, right? Of what, what our lives have been and what we've gone through is that we didn't, you know, keep going into the same net yeah, and drowning in that same like puddle every time. It's like it's, we pull ourselves out. Like, no, we're going to rise above this. Like we're going to be men we're going to be men of character and values and, and dads that like want to raise men. The hardest part about, about doing this is that we call each other out. Yeah. And that's tough because you don't want to Influers be called. Don't, influencers don't get called out. No. And, and nobody and none of their close friends are going, look, you need to be real. It, it, it's tough when, when somebody humbles you enough to go, man, be real with us. Why don't us. we just go take some more pictures? Why don't we just go for another hike? Yeah. And you can take some more like butt out yoga, peace sign selfies and like feel better about yourself. Like, is that going to fix anything? Mm-hmm. So what's interesting though, is that when we talk about misogynists, right? A lot of people, a lot of women will call men misogynists. 
Yeah. Just out of nowhere, right? So let me let me inform people what misogynist and misogyny really is. It is a dislike of or contempt for or ingrained prejudice against women. I don't know any men who have an ingrained prejudice of women. No. At all. Now we might, there are some men that might be dicks, right? And they, they could be schmucks or they could be like me and, I know make, men that, and make sandwich comments all the time because it's funny. Yeah, uh, I know men that like, how many men really treated women poorly because it's more of an internal yeah. like, strife than, but how many men really ingrained like just hate women? Yeah. I don't, I, I don't, don't know, know. any, it's gotta be a, a small thing just because yeah. the way, and, and so women though, if you were lashing out and smacking your, your whatever other, and then he gets pissed off and yells at you and you call him a misogynist, that's wrong. That's totally wrong because you brought that behavior on yourself. Yeah. And, and then you go, well, well he's, he's a man. He, he outpowers me. There's got to be equality. If you're going to hit him, can he hit you? Yes or no, right? And if it's a no, then you better not touch <coughs> him in a negative, negative way. Yeah. Have a conversation. Use your words. You know, it's, it's the society that we see. I mean, you know, that there's not a lot of repercussions for actions anymore. Oh, no, not at all, dude. And you know, like we say, the keyboard warrior society mm-hmm. that we were looking at, we kind of talked about it earlier, but like we've bred all these like ideals, like you can be um, an activist about everything now. And there's no, re- there's no repercussions for anything that you do that's negative towards other people. It's okay because you're an activist. Yeah. And it, it's crazy. freaking gross, man. It's scary to raise a kid in the society. Because they see this in the, like now, like, man, my kid freaking throws a fit at school because he thinks that he's like standing his ground for something, whatever. I would, I'd drive down to school and thump him in front of everybody. Like, I wouldn't care. I'd go spank him like a freaking toddler. And, you know, Dude, it's, it's like, but it's crazy. So uh, I watched the video of Larry Elder walking through Venice. That was such a, and, and you think of Venice, it's Venice, Venice, California. It's beautiful, right? It's and the most racist act I've seen blatantly in front of the camera. White lady rolls up on a bicycle with a gorilla mask on. Starts throwing eggs at Larry Elder. What? In the, and then assaults his staff. And, yeah. And then the bodyguard gets in the way. And so she smacks the bodyguard or tries to. She kind of misses him a little bit. And then after she tries to hit him, she tries to assault the man. She yells at the bodyguard and says, don't touch me. Yeah. Hold on a second. Any dude walks up and tries to hit me, I'm going to put him on the ground. That's how it's going to work. Any woman that tries to do that, I'm going to put her on the ground. Probably, and this is not in a physically violent way, I will, I will definitely detain her butt and put her on the ground, right? I'm not going to hit her in the face. That's awful. Although, if a woman comes up to strike a man again, you just cross that line. Why would you even do that? You know, and, then, and then go, don't touch me. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> the amount of like, and it goes back like this whole disrespect thing is that, you know, one side can do it, but the other side can't. And then it doesn't get the, it doesn't get the notoriety. Like it didn't end yeah. up on NBC news or anything. Well, like I that. mean, like, why is this chick not in jail right now? Seriously. We literally have a video of her assaulting somebody due to race, due to somebody's race. Like literally she said he was not black. enough. yes. What is that? Even, I what, mean, is that's a real thing. Could you imagine anybody else saying that? Yeah. Joe Biden said that. I know. A couple times. It just, this, this crap is, is killing me lately watching all the dumb. And it's like, we need to start 
putting people in jail, putting them in the police, hitting people back if necessary, because I'm tired of these keyboard warriors thinking, oh, well, I can do whatever I want. And if they hit me, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to sue them or I'm going to whatever. No, you know, and it's like, so it's time to learn that if you start hitting people, you're going to get hit back. You're going to get what you give. It's pretty basic. You know, we lose value of value for others, right? I mean, all this, all this teaches a perpetuation of, of like hate. Mm -hmm. Hate's going to breed more hate. Yep. And so we're, we're, you're telling all of these people, whatever quote unquote disenfranchised groups or whatever, that they're, they're, they're not being included. They're being prejudiced against. They're being shown racism and systemic racism and all this other stuff. But in the grand scheme of things, what are, was it really purveying? Yeah. It's chaos. That's all it is. And we have to rein in the chaos. Somehow. Yeah. And then so like, how do you stop chaos? You stop subscribing to it. Yeah. You know, another crazy thing that we saw recently before we go to our, our next break. Yeah. Recently though, this is the funniest thing I've seen in the news ever, ever. Right. The secretary of state <laughs> being surprised <laughs> that the Taliban did not have a single woman in their governing body of people. <laughs> I mean, like, and you watch every, if you haven't seen this people, please YouTube this crap. He Dude. was genuinely surprised that they, because they said they'd be inclusive Yeah, and they weren't. <laughs> They lied to the UN, the Taliban, who knew the people that don't value Taliban. women or gays or anything that's different. Yeah. We're going to said they're going to be really good guy. It's, it's okay. Mr. President of the U S we're going to, we're going to be inclusive. We promise. We promise. We'll, be, we'll give us some more text. And then him be, and then the secretary of state, he was totally surprised. Like, I can't believe they weren't inclusive. They didn't have any women. Oh my gosh. Their, what? Are we that, did we turn into that country where that ignorance? We are living idiocracy. The movie Idiocracy has come to fruition. Oh my gosh, though. It was flipping hilarious. Oh. I just, I was laughing. I couldn't handle it. I was laughing because I'm like, well, I, saw, I can't believe anybody even, even thought they would I keep saw Joe word. Biden forget the name of the prime minister of Australia oh my in gosh. the middle of a teleconference between him and Boris Johnson from England. Mm -hmm. And he's like, my, my fellow there, my good friend down under, yeah, the prime minister down there. Thank you. Thank you, pal. <laughs> and Boris Johnson was just laughing. Dude. <laughs> like, we've become a freaking joke. It's oh. it's crazy, crazy. Yeah. Wow. All right, so we'll, so we'll take a break here real fast. Yeah, we'll be right back. So this whole episode, though, is is about... Oh, welcome back. We're here. I'm sorry. We're back. I apologize. I didn't Hi. say that. Yeah, we're here. Um, back to school. I mean, that, that was the whole thing. We played the one year's intro because that's, that's your, I mean, it's, it's all about school days. Yep. Um, Ryan, you had a, an important milestone with, uh, with your son, eh? Kindergarten. Kindergarten. What? <laughs> I got to drop him off on the first day. Kindergarten. And literally tested positive for COVID three hours later. <laughs> it was okay. Awful. So, <laughs> but no, I mean, he was excited. Did you cry? Did I cry? No. Nothing. I didn't either. I got emotional a little off. bit. Like, it, it, like, I mean, it was kind of like a, like a high water moment. Like, yeah, we've made it this far, man. Like you're, you're yeah. doing it. And he's such a smart stinking kid. And that, oh, he's going to be a rock star, dude. It, the hard part was cause he like got his first day of school and then boom, he's out for 11 days. That sucks. Yeah. That totally sucks. And so, you know, he's finally this week has gotten back into the groove and he's like learning now along with, 
like not learning subject matter, more of like learning the rules, like how to like how the date operates. Yeah. Um, so I get updates from his teacher and stuff, but he's like off the charts on, he's, he only can, he's, he's kindergarten reading. That's awesome. And so I'm like, kind of like, you're like, I'm a proud dad. I look what I yeah. did. Look what I did. Um, but he's like high marks on math and everything else. So like, he's going to do, he's going to do great. It's, it's just a hard moment. Like, I mean, you get through the toddler years yeah, and now it's like, I've, you know, he's, he's going to start doing school. things. Cool. Like he's got <laughs> going to make friends and talks about school stuff and gets upset about like learning. And it's like, oh, yeah, like every That's other cool. freaking kid hates school. Well, you got 13 more years to hate it. Congratulations, yep. buddy. Wait till you get there. It'll be all good. <laughs> yeah. All right. So did you have any, do you have any fears when you dropped him off? Um, any concerns? I think my biggest concern is just making friends. Okay. Like, and that makes sense for kindergarten. Totally. Yeah. Like just being, um, being willing to just meet new kids and like step out there and out of his comfort zone. Okay. I don't remember. I mean, honestly, I, don't, I do remember just dropping the kids off and be like, peace out, yo. Um, cause I was excited for him. Like I was, yeah. no, just, he was, he was like, he was stoked to be there on the first day. Like I feel, he was I feel ex- like genuinely excited to go. I feel like more girls cry than dudes do. And I don't know if it's cause we look at a different, like when, when I think about my kids turning 18 because they're, they're old I mean, they're yeah. old, right? When I think about that, I go, wow. That's amazing. Your adventure is starting. And that's how I look at it. Your yeah. adventure is starting. It's going to be great. I can't wait to watch you become the man or woman you're going to be. And that's so phenomenal to me. And then like women are like, no, don't leave me. Stay in the house. You're yeah. my best friend. And not every woman, of course, but like that, that's what I hear primarily. I know? look at this more as like, man, you're going to learn so much. Like you're going to, you're going to pick up like emotional cues. You're going to pick up like how to respond to people that you don't get along with. Like you're going to learn all of these things. You're going to have days where you're, they're really hard. Like you got made fun of, or, you know, like there's, there'll be other things along the way. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's more of like a, just for, for me looking at it as having a kindergartner now, it's like the opportunity for growth. It's like cool. He's got a great teacher. Mm-hmm. Like I'm super stoked. His teacher is pretty awesome. She's super understanding. Um, and so, you know, I'm blessed there. Like, that's cool. Have somebody that's you know in in my kid's corner, like wants generally wants the best for him. So, are you going to get school pictures? Yeah. Think about your school pictures. Now, are you going to get school pictures? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, because every like in high school right now, I mean, the obligatory you have to. I, I think I haven't bought pictures in a couple of years. I'm not going to lie, because they're, they're just awful. I'm, well, I'm not one of those families that like gets a photographer and has them done all the time. Dude, you've got a cell phone. I uh, take a ton of pictures of him. Like, I know you do. And so, I mean, like really, do you, re- do you really want that cheesy school photo that you're not going to give it to anybody? Heck yeah. Like I have, I want I have him to make it full of, crap. I want him to make it extra cheesy. Oh, that's okay. That makes, that's fun. All right. That's cool. Like, if we're going to turn picture day, it's going to be maxed. Like we're going to do it. <laughs> we're going to do it big to where, I mean, like I'll have him dressed in like a total dork. That'd be so much fun. Like if, if you could do the same outfit every year, that'd be phenomenal. You just so have, great. It'd be, that'd be super like cool. Like a flannel shirt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like like what so we had cool. to wear, like the button up, like flannel, like depending on what color background you had that year, it was like, oh, we're doing a plum background. So you have to wear like a purple shirt or. Like, they never give us directions. We just showed up and whatever. Oh man. Yeah. I would love. Yeah. I'm like thinking about it. And I'm like, oh, yeah, we could, we could do something cool so, with this. You're a business owner, so you kind of have more freedom, but are there going to be any challenges for like getting Owen back and forth to school or what? Um, uh, the only real difference 
Cause I mean, he was in preschool already. Mm-hmm. Um, is that now he's like required to be there at a certain time. Yeah. So it's like, I can't be as flexible as I was preschool for just running late. Like that's fine if we're not running late. Like he's, he was there between somewhere between like eight fifteen and eight forty five every day when at preschool. But now he's like, no, nope, you got to be there, you know, this time. And then you have to be picked up by three thirty. So, I mean, like I lose maybe an hour on the back end of my day a little bit, maybe mm-hmm. just smarter through calendar. I mean, Dude, I used to work six to two thirty just so I could pick him up after school. That's cool. Yeah, it was. I'm gonna pick him up no matter what because I mean, the school's like right there, six blocks from my house. Because that's so easy. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, we might we might do some things like where we walk to school or something like that, or I walk to pick him up. We walk home. But any any concerns about what they're teaching kids now? <laughs> <laughs> I've already seen the. You know, there's a couple of groups that I follow on, on Facebook of, of local parents that, you know, have their concerns about things. And with everything, you take it with a grain of salt, yep. you know, because some people blow things out of proportion. Um, but there is generally, yeah, there is stuff that's coming down the chute that, I mean, I have a background in education too. And so there are, there were things that I got out for mm-hmm. that I was like, there's no way they're going to take that any further. And they've taken it further. And yeah. so like, I see that coming in. I'm like, man, I thought that was bad when I quit, you know, and left the classroom. But now it's like this, you know, to where they're asking kindergartners what their pronouns are. Like some that teachers. It's insanity. It's child abuse. Why, why would you do that? It's child abuse. And, you know, so it's not my kid's teacher. Thank God. Yeah. But like another teacher in the school was asking pronouns, like what they want the kindergarten, like Freaking five-year-old. They want to be called a T-Rex, dude. Mm-hmm. Like, they don't know what they are. Dude, I wanted to be called Fire Eater. That was the coolest thing ever. <laughs> the the <laughs> irreparable damage that is being done by this society of letting people choose whatever they want to be and then encouraging them to permanently make it so. Well, like, you've is, got a name. You just call somebody by their name. Yeah. Hey, Steve. Hey, Cheryl. Yeah. What do you want to be called? What do you, what's your, why don't you just call your, your kid what their name is? Yeah. It's pretty, it's pretty simple. Yeah. Like I, I apologize if I refer you, if I'm telling somebody else, she did this and you feel like you're a dude. I'm sorry. I'm not talking to you. You're, you're not around. That's why I'm referring you to the third person. Right? Like, <laughs> I'm sorry. You're, yeah. you're not around. Steve did this. Great. That's easy enough. All we, we, we're not our sexuality. That's, no. that's it. And, you know, my church, thank God, did a sermon series about this actually fairly recently. Yeah. And um, it's just the amount of people they've talked to that have gone through gender dysphoria and permanently made that change. And then they realized later on in life. I was wrong. Holy crap, what a mistake. Could you imagine all the tomboys that we grew up with? Dude, some of them are smoking hot. They're to- Some I, of the girls that were like tomboys and I grew oh, they're so. Yeah, well, I mean, they were super hot back then sometimes yeah, also. But, and then they grew up and they're like. Nuh. They were just tomboys and they were yeah. like, they were like, oh no, I, I guess I, I wasn't that way. I just, I just really wanted to have fun. Like yeah. my sister. I was the one to be low maintenance. Yeah. My sister was, she was never a tomboy, but she always hung out with all of us, you know? Yeah. And she was always like, how come you guys got like cool little race cars for Christmas? And I got like this thing and she was like, I wanted a race car. And I'm like, dude, I don't blame you. They're freaking cool. Like. Yeah. That doesn't make you a boy. No. 
That just means know. that you want the cool toys too. You want to go out shooting. So what? Girls like shooting too. Like yeah, I know. That's. I mean, it just and, it, and that's where it's like you know we can't pigeonhole kids into like if a, if a boy likes to cook, dude, that's cool. Like I, I love, love cooking. cooking. So do I. I love cooking. If Owen and Owen does too, and it's like if he wants to cook, like dude, we'll do classes. That's awesome, dude. If like a boy's favorite color is pink, color is pink. We'll never. In the eighties, hot pink was it, dude. Dude, early two thousand was in college. I had pink a hot it, pink dude. and white bike, and it was freaking the coolest. Who thing did ever. not have a pink Abercrombie freaking polo? I didn't. When you were preppy freaking college freshman, dude, I could see you in a super schmedium tight shirt, dude. It was this. It was, I was such an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't never wore. I never wore the upside down visor. That's so funny. But dude, I mean, like you're talking, oh like we're, go early two thousands, like stereotypical like college movies, mm-hmm. like Van Wilder. That was you. That was, that probably was a character in that show. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> Dude, that's so amazing. Like just stuff you didn't really realize, but like at the same time, then I would go home and I'd be like wearing camo and whatever else. So <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. I was a conundrum, man. Yeah. <laughs> I really wish they would do the Pledge of Allegiance still. Same here. Do they, did they do it in kindergarten at all? I don't know if they do or not. I know when I was in the Lakeland school district, they do it every day. Like, I know my kids did it when they were in elementary school, for sure. I was there a few times <laughs> and I loved it. And it, it was like, I don't think we realize how powerful it is to make us, I, first, it's not indoctrinating us. No. It's it's just saying, hey, you know what? Yeah, we're a part, and it, it, it didn't matter, like, the background, the, the no. ethnicity We of are the all America. Yeah. And, and we're pledging allegiance to each one of us. That's what yeah. that really is. It's not just the flag, even though that's part of the words. It's we're pledging allegiance to this great nation that we live in. We have the opportunity to be who we are. We have the opportunity to go to school like no other society in history. We have the access to learning. Let's start with this. The Taliban work is in Afghanistan. They took it over in, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. What was the first thing they did with all the girls going to school? They got them out. They pulled them out. Girls cannot learn anything there. You're not allowed. You can't even drive a car over there. No. And like, you know, and so the opportunities that we have in America, I understand why people want to come here. Oh, absolutely. I totally get it. Mm-hmm. It's a great country, right? We've always been a great country. Yeah. Well, we have our issues now. Dude, the biggest What risk- family doesn't have issues, right? You oh, 100%. Through, but I th- we'll be great again. Let's, let's and- talk about this though. Do you have electricity? Yeah. Do you have a roof over your head? Yeah. Running water? Yeah. How many people than in the world? the world? Like seriously? Yeah. And we're all, oh, it's, it, I don't have we, the newest iPhone. Blah, 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 blah. We take this stuff for granted when that would be. Do you have transportation? I mean. Do you have e- a place to go? Even a bicycle. Do you have family that lives relatively. Do you have shoes on your feet? Who doesn't have shoes on their feet? Yeah. Even, even bums have shoes on their feet. Yeah. Other countries, not so much. Let's stop taking for granted how great this nation really is. Dude, it's, and like, you know, everybody wants to say, oh, I want to disown the flag because whatever. And it's like, stop it. Yeah. Stop it. I've got a couple flags coming. I'm going to show you. They're awesome. They're so good. I'm excited. You know, and it's like, people want to say like how divisive the flag represents division. Blah, 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 blah. It's like, no, the flag represents everything that has ever been good. The people don't realize the red in the flag stands for the blood that was shed. And the issue with the saying it's divisive is that blood didn't come from a bunch of white people. Came from everyone. I mean, literally all backgrounds bled for that color. Yeah, that's what that represents. All the all <coughs> the black people that bled, all the white people bled. 
the Chinese that fought with us, the Hawaiians that fought with us. The Pacific, I mean, like people don't realize there is blood from every ethnicity out there. That I mean, look at shed for our in land. the European theater. You know how many countries fought alongside it? How many people we liberated? Yeah. You know, and it's like, so the one thing that really scares me is that I f- I'm scared as he gets older that history gets muted mm-hmm. and gets like kind of whitewashed. Like, yeah, let's look at certain aspects of it and that's all we look at. And I'm like, that scares the crap out of me because I am so freaking thankful for the civics teachers that I had and the history teachers I had in high school that one, like, helped us understand that like we haven't always been perfect. Mm-hmm. Like we understood racism. Yeah. That it was, exi- we, it, it, it was, we it actually was dug into it and we dug into yeah. racism and, and how what awful happened. it was. Yeah. I mean, we went and talked about Emmett Till. We talked about all those things and like how terrible some of those stains in our country were, but also we talked about is like what came from that? Mm-hmm. What came from like, the civil rights movement in the 1960s. Yes, we lost Martin Luther King Jr. But coming out of that was the fact that we finally had people like set aside their differences, look at each other and be like, yeah, that's, we, we need to be bigger than that. Yeah. Dude, I remember learning about slavery in elementary school. And I remember to this day, the actual class and what we yeah. learned about it, how cramped people were in those boats, all that. And, and you, and we taught it. And people weren't like, oh, it's just, we didn't just brush over. We freaking jumped into it. Yeah. And we knew how horrible it was and how awful it was. And everybody in the class understood that. So it doesn't happen again. Yeah. So we don't repeat it. I mean, That's it's amazing. like, it's like with, you know, nine eleven, and, you know, I, I, I watched cause I was head COVID kind of through that nine eleven period mm-hmm. and you know, how much stuff I watched to where I like literally would weep again. Like it was the day that I saw it happen. Yep. I mean, I can tell you, like, I mean, you, those things that happened in our lifetime where we know where we were at when we, we witnessed those things. And I, you know, I was around two great godly men that were teachers at the school and I was in their classroom when everything was going down. Um, you know, but like we were in little old Clarkson, Washington, you know, kind of, it seemed like a world away, <laughs> mm-hmm. but in the same token, we're looking at this and it's, it's people, man. It was like Americans. We were watching our own people go through hell. Yeah. And, and we don't ever want that to happen here again. Yeah, And our teachers, you know, they had been through like the tail end of Vietnam. Like they had seen that type of stuff and like the division. And I miss nine twelve, man. I miss nine thirteen. The day after was amazing. <laughs> we had a football game that weekend that we were supposed to play at Lake city high school. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was canceled because of nine 11. Like they moved everything back on the schedule and they ended up rescheduling that game. Um, and the first, so it was like the the following week after nine eleven, we finally got together and played. And didn't matter, man. Like the game just happened. I don't. I couldn't tell you the score. I know they won. Mm-hmm. Like, and I, I probably like. I, but the thing that I remember was like before the game, everybody had a flag. You know, we were all super proud to be in the country that we were in, yeah. and we knew the ass kicking that we were going to dish out on the people that took. <laughs> you know, what they tried to take from us. Yeah. And everybody joined together. And everybody, you matter what freaking walk of life you had. blood, you were, whatever it freaking took, you oh, were doing something. And it was amazing. Yeah. And, and 20 years later, you know, you look at it and, you know, you can't even, you know, tell somebody what, whatever they are without yeah. getting offended. It's crazy. It's like, where have we gone? 
We we haven't gone in the right direction for sure. I know, and it's having it all. And it's been so like I look at that as like you know, and we keep going down this path further and further. And it's like, is it going to take another nine eleven to finally like say wake your freaking butt up again? Because God, like we didn't have nine eleven well, for a long time because of us being in Afghanistan. We didn't have any more nine elevens. Mm-hmm. My like my kid gets to see peace. Because somebody was willing to go over there and fight and take the fight to them to make sure we didn't have any more 9-11s. Let's hope it stays this way yeah. or that way. Let's yeah. hope, well, but I mean, nothing happening here. Let's make change so we're greater yes. than who we are yeah. right now because today we're definitely not the country we should be. And, and so like the things that scare me about having a kid in school is like, you know, the removal and the muting of all of these yeah. historical things or the addition of like opinion and dude. treating it as fact. Oh yeah. Scares I mean, the crap out of me. My kids are in high school, dude. And, and I don't know what they're learning. I don't know if they've learned about stuff. <coughs> I ask them all the time to go, Hey, Hey, did they teach you about this? And I'm like, Oh yeah, they taught us. I'm like, good. Yeah. Like trying to make sure. But dude, for me having kids in high school, like the real fear is drugs and alcohol. And that's really my biggest one. Like I yeah. hear all the time about kids doing drugs. Like, weed how they how kids are having sex in the sixth grade and i'm like what what happened yeah and my kids sometimes are like oh yeah and i'm like i'm like are you sure they're not just talking trash like but weed is so easy to get now and you know hey i'm not against it right i totally get medication 100 i get it but should kids in high school have that and yeah. like parents are giving their kids weed now like not not just like Go hey on. try it with me so you understand it but here Here's some, right? here's some pot by, and so, like, and, and kids like, since they're so, I mean, kids are melodramatic. Let's be real. They're, they're they really are. They do blow things out of proportion. It's yeah. just, and kids, they, they don't only, they are imbalanced. And, and they're all, they're, they're, the frontal lobe hasn't developed yet. So they don't truly <coughs> understand like how to feel empathy for other people and all that. But like these kids are their only association with, with joy and happy is that euphoric feeling they get from doing weed. Yeah. And I knew a lot of, I knew a lot of kids. I mean, I coached and I was in the classroom for a long time and I, you know, coached for 14 years. How many kids I saw that would smoke weed and you know, it's like, Oh, it's, it's no big deal coach. And I'm like, no, the passivity is, mm-hmm. the, is the big deal. Yeah. You become passive. You become a lump. You're not willing to, you, you know, you're less likely to take risk as far as and not unhealthy risk. Right. Yeah. But like put yourself out there to do something else. Yeah. And be greater than, and, and that's where it's like, I start seeing that. I'm like, man, like you sell yourself short. The thing that scares me, if I had an older kid right now, the thing that could absolutely just freak me out to no end, the suicide stuff. Dude, and it, but mental again, health and suicide right that's now. That's totally like, part of it. These kids don't know what normal is. So imagine every day up, is the worst day ever. Yeah. Well, imagine growing up with technology right now. Right. So we all know that you get that end um, you don't endorphin get, rush from, from likes. likes and I didn't that, get enough right? likes on my posts. So I'm not popular. Yeah. I mean, and, th- and they think that that rush there is created and that's what they're happy is. Oh, I got a like. So I'm happy from that. Like, so now that everything, the normal stuff where they don't realize, they don't realize that not sad is normal. Well, your girlfriend <laughs> broke up with you. So now you don't feel like you have purpose because the purpose you the were purpose dating is gone. Yeah. You were dating because you wanted somebody to make you feel good instead and of dating. You. Yeah. Yeah. That's the wrong reason to date. Like, and you 100%. know, I lost an athlete because of that. Mm-hmm. And 
you know, or the, and the fact that they lose their notoriety because they're getting older and then they graduate and they d- didn't do it. They now it's gone. Yeah. Now it's all gone. Like and it's like, like a bad day. It doesn't necessitate a bad, doesn't mean a bad life. Like not at all. And why, why is it that we're not teaching our kids? Kids don't have to be giggly and, and shiny and all that. That isn't happy. That's joy, right? Happy is the, the normal, the, the, Hey, you know what? Life isn't bad. I'm not sad. I'm just hanging out. Stop That's good. Taking hard things away from our kids. Yep. Let your kids do hard things. Let, Let them, them know learn. What struggle is. Let them learn hard stuff. Mm-hmm. Whether it's a physical activity that's tough, whether it's a mental thing that's tough, yep. let them have hard things. Well, I think, remember back in the day when you're learning how to ride a bike, right? And you want to bunny hop? Yeah. And like, you're like, oh, my buddy can do it. I can't, I can't, right? Yeah, yeah. Parents nowadays, it's, it's like, they're like, well, if you can't do it, then don't. Yeah, you don't need to. Wait, what? You don't have to bunny hop. Why would you? Yeah. If you can't do it, then don't. No, learn how to do it. Try, keep trying, struggle. Get yeah. angry and upset. Cry about it. Try more. Learn how to get to that struggle. That's where yeah. you find peace is on the other end of that. Well, that's where you find resolve. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, I had a great conversation with Shane Needham about this exact subject, like of like doing hard things. People are so afraid to let their boys especially yeah. do hard things anymore. And you're wondering why we see a softer society of of guys that have issues with opening up and talking about things and having the ability to not cope. We're not letting them have, sh- like we're supposed to work through it. We're not letting them learn out. how to cope. That's yeah. the issue. We take the, we take and give them a different coping mechanism. Mm-hmm. We give them it's replacement theory instead of letting them actual work through it. Yeah. And, and so that thing, that's what like with my son, as he gets older, that's the thing that freaks me out is I do not want to see him have the difficult things in life just taken from him because it makes you uncomfortable. Yeah. And that's and that, with my kids. I won't let it. I'm like, look, deal with it. Learn how work through it. Yep. If you can't do it, try. Yeah. Keep trying. If it's important, you keep trying and keep going for it. Yeah. So man, that's, it's, it's a crazy world we live in and, and school days are tough. Um, Society's tough. Everything's kind of stacking the, the deck. Yep. And what it seems like against everybody. And, you know, the thing that that I can kind of give anybody's encouragement is that you were created to be a parent for this time. Like this exact moment, like, isn't a mistake that you're a parent right now. Yep. So have the resolve, have the ability to have the difficult conversations with your kids, have the, the difficult conversations with your neighbors, with the people that you're invested in your kids, with your teachers, with, with, with them and, and, and help everybody get on the same page that like, be willing. If you see something that's not right, speak out against it, but like do it in a manner that's respectful still, but make sure that things that get addressed, don't leave things unsaid. And you know, it's, we were created for this moment. We were placed in this moment for reasons. So take that role. Don't take it lightly. Like take it and run with it. And enjoy it too. Yeah. Like it's, I love watching my kids struggle because I know the other side of that is growth. I mean, that's, that's phenomenal. Make yeah. sure, make him struggle. Give him like my son, Dylan's not amazing with stress. So while he's doing some menial thing, I'll get in there, just hammer him and just try and push him each time a little more. And not like in a mean way, but I'll be like, Oh dude, you're, if he's picking up clothes on the floor, I'm like, you missed that one. And that one, and that one, I'll start pointing out once he's missed 
and he hasn't gotten there. And he's like, dad. And I'm like, dude, get it. Like, get it, hurry up, get it. Right. And I'll push him and push him and push him because if he doesn't learn how to deal with that kind of stress, what's he going to do in the workforce? How's he going to handle life beyond this when you have to get everything all at once? Well, and he's in a protected environment. Yeah. He's not going to get hurt. The other day he, he was like, right? I can only pick up one thing at a time. I'm like, dude, you have two hands. No, you can't. You have two hands. Let's go get it. And I want him to go, Oh, well, everything else after this is easy. Cause really we've got to develop that. I love sports. And that's stress response. Yeah. 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 No, I'm I'm right there with you, man. So I think a great landing spot for, yeah, for sure. For coming back after some, some COVID (laughs) and we'll get, we'll get on track a little bit. We've got more stuff. I got less brain fog. Yeah. We'll be (laughs) there. We're coming back. But thanks for uh, sticking with us and enjoying us. Um, We'll be back next week for sure. Yeah. Thanks for joining us for episode 31. 31. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. It's 31. Holy smokes. So, uh, Dad, if I could say our name of our own podcast, <laughs> Dad, if you could see podcast, I'm Ryan. I'm Tristan. Thanks for joining us this week. Thank you. Mm-hmm.